with symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it and what were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations, fellow Skywatchers from all corners of the globe. Welcome to Skywatchers Radio on this lovely April 8th, 2015. We are live once again on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio, broadcasting from the New Logic Studios down in Miami, Florida. I am, of course, Angel Espino, and with me, as always, on this fantastic voyage we take each and every Wednesday night, it's the other guy. Dun, dun, dun. How are you doing there, other guy? Um, Where are you joining guy. us tonight, my friend? I am actually From. home tonight. Uh, no kidding. Am, really? We got you back yeah. in, in, in the MIA. All right. Yeah. No, I'm not in MIA. I'm not well, missing or anything. I'm, not in, I'm, in, I'm just north of Orlando right now, and uh, I am getting ready to go to the wonderful convention that I have to go to this weekend uh, in Orlando. Then I go to Denver for the uh, cannabis convention. And oh, then man. I come back down for another boat show, yeah. Oh. See, these are the days in my life that I envy you. <laughs> and that I hate that I don't have your career choices. You, you know, I, I've offered to help Damn. you with that. But you, have. you make your own choice. Well, you know my situation. Yes, I do. And, my, you know, this would make your life a lot more flexible. But, you know, it's up to you. I don't know about that. I mean, you know, the network, you know, I got a lot of stuff to uh, to worry about. Booking great shows True, like, right. the, like the one tonight. I can't just give this stuff up, man. The fans need us. I know. And speaking of tonight, who do we got tonight? Folks, we have the one and only Costa Gus Macreas on the show. Okay, that's, he sounds interesting. Tell me more. Well, Mr. Macreas is like you and I. He's interested in the subject of UFOs. He loves the question. I mean, you know the question, Alan. You know the, the one burning desire that we all have. Will there be disclosure? Right. Is that That's the right exact, question? That actually is. You got it right. This is a record. I think this is like the first time you ever actually get it right. Woohoo! Yay! When I ask a question, it's amazing. Okay, fine. Well, and, well, that's because you typed me the answer. No, I'm joking, folks. No, you didn't have to type me the answer. I already knew that. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, now as a young man, Costa became fascinated with the mysteries of the universe. Like myself, Ooh. and I'm sure. See now, did did you at least put an echo in that? Comment? You know, did you put an echo on the uh, voice when universe. you did that? Universe. 
universe, yeah. un- mysteries I should, I of the universe, universe. On the universe. podcast, I might go ahead and edit that. Now that you gave me the idea, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> but anyway, he check this out. Teaching himself astrology, meditation, astronomy, and reading wildly about extraterrestrials and UFOs. Uh, I mean, this is like all of us, right? Yeah, Pretty most much, of the people. Yeah, for the most part, everybody listens to this show anyway, or shows like this. Well, right, we're all kind of like in the same camp here. So he's one of us. Now, he's also into uh, religion and spirituality. Atlantis is another one of the subjects that uh, fascinates him, and oh, cool. uh, many uh, yeah, that, which is a fascinating subject, I think, also, and also I... many other metaphysical topics. Uh, you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yes. There you go. Now, Costa has enjoyed a uh, board. A broad, <clears throat> not board, a broad and successful career as a software uh, software consultant in many Silicon Valley companies. So I mean, he's a very successful businessman, also, right? We're not talking about uh, just some guy who grew up in you know a farm somewhere, and all of a sudden now he's talking about UFOs. No, I mean this is a gentleman who's you know he's a businessman. He he worked in, in Silicon Valley. So excellent, now, very cool. Check this out. He was born in Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne, Indiana, in 1953. Right. Where he also went to earn his BA in computer science from Indiana University. So he stayed at home. Huh. Kept it, at, you know, in Indiana. Now he currently resides in uh, in California. So he is out in the West Coast now with his wife Hollis. Is her name? And uh, he is the father of two adult children, or adult. Well, they can't be adult children. Well, say, I guess to the parent, they're always children, but. Well, yeah, they're, they're adults. I, I, yeah, they're kind adults, of, right? sort of, maybe, yeah. Well, he has two uh, two kids, two two adult kids, two adult adults. That's kind of weird because they're adults, but anyway, two adults uh, who who are his children, right? That's a better Something way like to that. Phrase, phrase that. Yeah, yeah. Well, like yeah, I okay. said, to to the parent, you're always the kids. That's the way it is. Now, his lifelong quest to satisfy his deep interest in world peace and positive planetary transformation compels him to create a, a, and sponsor projects that empower others. Maybe one day he'll <clears throat> sponsor radio shows that empower others. Hey. Sounds like a plan, yeah, you know. You know what I'm saying? These, web- these things can happen, absolutely. Why not? His website is uh, etletstalk.com, uh, which is uh, pretty straightforward. Come on, E.T., Let's talk. Uh, that right. would be interesting to see if anybody actually, you know, talks. I guarantee he... you somebody will. Might not be a okay. real ET, but they'll pretend. All right. All right. I, look, I'll tell you this. If we start like a, a second number, because right now we have one number, 786-245-8127. That's our basic line into the show, right? If you guys want to call in from anywhere, that's the number to call. But I, I guarantee you, if we start a separate number just for people to call in who are aliens, we're, we're going to get people calling in claiming they're aliens. You know, that might not be a bad idea. But tonight, any of you aliens who are listening, do me a favor. Give us a call. We got yes. no problem. Uh, we'll actually take your call if you are an alien, but you will have to prove it, and not by speaking Spanish. So, well, yeah. they, that's a different kind of alien. Thank you very much. Muchas gracias. And for those of you who want to complain, feel free to obviously complain about that joke at the current number, which is seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. Also, by the way, uh. Just to let you know, we, we are not going to do the 
uh, you know, blast through the a-hole tonight. Oh, uh, why not? Well, here's the thing. There's a, you know, you know how this thing works, man. It's kind of a rough process to get, you know, the, you know, the thing cleared out. And I've been busy the last couple of weeks and I know you're very busy and nobody's gone in there and really cleared out all the messages that's, that's come in. So really oh, it's like really overloaded and the, the, the bio matrix of this thing, I mean, went haywire and I really, I couldn't even get into it in time for the show. So unfortunately we're not going to have any blast through the a-holes uh, this week, but we'll have it next week. I promise we'll have it for the next show. We'll have all the questions, at least some of the questions. We had a lot, man. So it, went, it made the biometrix of the system just, you know, lose control and go crazy. And when the BM goes crazy, you know, that's, you know, all, all haywire after that. You know, it's just, it's terrible after that. So okay, sorry, guys. Fine. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just sorry, you know, there was a BM problem with the system. And, you know, we had to reboot the system. And we'll take care of it next week. We promise we'll be live and we'll have Blaster the A-hole. But we're not going to do it this week. But we do have a lot of news to go over. Uh, a lot of UFO-related news because, after all, this is Skywatchers Radio. And what is it that we do here on Skywatchers Radio, my good friend? Hold on, this is a trick question. Hang on, I know it always this. is. It always this, is. Um, well, here, um, think about it for a second. Hold that thought. Think, think about it, and let's welcome Danny onto the show. Danny, welcome to Sky Watchers Radio. Do you want to answer the current question I just asked our good friend Alan here, who I'm or giving Danny, him a second to? Danny, are you calling in and telling us you're an alien? Hold on, hold on. Whichever, yeah. Uh, not calling in to tell you guys I'm an alien. Sorry. I don't know. After that answer, I'm kind of. I don't know. I, I don't. I doubt him, Alan. What do you think? You have, you have to let me go if, uh, since I'm not at the company. No, no, no. We'll, we'll <laughs> let you talk. What do you got to say today? What's up, buddy? Well, 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 I missed the end. Now, what happened with the a-hole? It didn't get cleaned out all the way. Yeah, yeah. His a-hole, his a-hole no, did no. not get cleaned out well because there was so much stuff Jesus, no, clogging Jesus, guys, it up. Guys. Look, the way the system is set up, remember, this is a very fancy software that it was set up to... to capture all the data and all the the emails that are coming in all the questions and stuff and the biometrics of this thing just went kind of haywire because we were overloaded unfortunately i wasn't here the last couple of weeks really to pay attention to it and i unfortunately didn't get in there in time and and clean up some of you know some of the messages and it just it kind of broke down kind of so i couldn't get in, i couldn't get into it and it's backed up but it's going to take me a few days to clear it out and then we'll have a bunch of questions next week unfortunately it turns out when the biometrics uh, you know the BM gets you know messed up. When you have a bad BM, apparently it's bad for the system. So we have to wait till next week to have the blast through the a holes. That's all. That's all. you know one week is not going to kill us, guys. You know it's. Oh man, it's just, it's, I, I, I was upset. I was like really, you know, just really torn up because I, I didn't catch it all when I was calling in. I had to, I had to extinguish my radio, and um, you know, so I didn't catch the whole thing. I know the fan base love this segment. Uh, you know, you guys are just pouring us with questions. And, again, send us your questions at ahole at skywatchersradio.com. Yes, that's a real email. Whatever you send in there is going to get fed through the system. And right now, if you get an error message, just, you know, just remember it's because it's kind of, like, clogged up. Either me or Alan right. here, are, you know, are going to have to go in there and kind of loosen it up. Scoop. And, yeah, we're going to have to scoop yeah. it all out, right? It's Alan's turn. Yeah. Um, Alan never does anything. Yeah, like, I, I, what are you talking Alan, about? I don't do anything. Don't, nothing. I, will I didn't say that. I said you, know, you haven't no, been I in there in a that. while. <laughs> when was the last I, time you, you did anything on that account? Huh? Uh, I don't have my calendar in front of me, so I can't answer that. There. 
I think it was back in January. You logged in once just to see how it all felt, and you're like, it feels kind of funny in here. And then that was the last time you went in. Okay, but I'm not going to argue with you there. Alan, so, you did have a good one. Um, um, oh, let's see, I think it was when, uh, the last time Jesse Marcel was on. Um, right. I can't remember what, I can't remember how you put it. Uh, something about it. The, the first percenter? Oh, up, the A-holes. Oh, okay. Up, what about up, the A-holes? Yeah, about it being up, up, in the, up in the air or something like that. You remember that one? I um, honestly don't. I've been doing so many different things. Uh, you know, so, so <laughs> I have to go back. I have to go back and listen. I've been juggling so I, many different projects right now. Yeah, it, it's not I, funny. I, I, listen to last Jesse Marcel when he did uh, two hours. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask is, what is the latest update um, with the uh, PSA issue on for you? Oh, oh, thank you for asking. Oh, okay. No uh, well, well, so far. The local law enforcement has not issued a warrant for me, so that's a good sign. Uh, um, but I was forced to pay a nice three thousand dollar fine, or f- to the TSA, just to them. That doesn't even count for when it comes to actually dealing with local law enforcement who took possession of my uh, of my. My carry-on extra, extra, extra luggage, if you know what right. I mean. Uh, so, we so, yeah, I, I, I had to pay them uh, under threat of much more legal action and fines and court work. And, yeah, I'm just like, oh, it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. But, you know, what else can I do? That could have been a lot worse, buddy. You're right. You're right. Well, it still can be worse, but I'm hoping that be. it's not. Yeah, you're I'm free. That it's not. You're free. At this point right. in time, at this point in time, I am free. But if it does come to where they start knocking on the door, um, you know the 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 uh, what's the donation site? Not Indiegogo. Uh, or, we'll uh, be crowdfunding. We'll crowdfund for you. Yeah. Okay. Indi- uh, please. Indi- yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. We're not going to leave you sitting on that. We're going to go over it. I, I, I so I so appreciate that. I'll put gesture. ten bucks yeah, as no long idea. as uh, my perks are good. I'll put in ten bucks. Okay, that's a fair you answer. Got my, you got you got my word right now on air that I'll put in ten bucks, but the perks better be good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There'll uh, be, there'll be no prison video for you. Sorry. Uh, I'm I'm walking well, in. Wait, and... That's a hell of a perk. What's the donate? Yeah, what's the part? How much do you have to pay for the prison video? Because I'll, <laughs> I'll commit to that. No. Well, oh, I, wait a second. That, that that makes me ask all kind of different kind of questions about you, Dan. You're like, hold on, you you pay for that? Uh, I I would I would I would pay for it. Uh, it. It would it would definitely be marketable on the internet. Uh, <laughs> it's not anything that I'd be interested in, but I'm sure that uh, some people out there would. Uh, yeah, that, thanks. That would be Thank you. How do you want to answer that uh, other guy? How do you answer that? I, I I hope it will never ever come to the point where it escalates to that dramatic of a situation. Is Alan. the best answer. You know, I, I, you know, I am a little bit worried, but it's been almost six months now, and they said if they don't come after you in six months, they're not really going to come after you. Um, but if they if they said you know if I do put a put up a fight for trying to get my firearm back. Um, Right. They they might then pursue it. Is the nice way it was put to me. 
What about the CCR? Did they pull that? Oh, no, no. I have I my mean, CCW. You, you still, you, um, yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I, yeah, no, it, it wasn't pulled. You know, if there was oh. malicious intent, if they actually arrested me at the right. terminal, then that would have been an issue. But all they did was confiscate it. No arrest, no nothing. Just get on your plane. Because I have a pretty reasonably clean record. So, uh, you know, it was, you know, they, they have no probable cause. It was an accident. And they know it was. There yeah. was no there was no criminal intent, which is probably why I wouldn't stand up in court either. So that's probably why they're not going to pursue it. So I'm hoping that is the case unless, of course, you know, some DA has a real bug up his ass and trying to, you know, score points, you know, in the, uh, you know, gun confiscation crowd who are going to say, well, you know, uh, let, let's throw this guy, even though he's a good guy. Let's show him how hard yeah. it is. Day. Yeah, see, I wouldn't even talk about that. I wouldn't even talk about. I wouldn't even say that on air, Alan. I'd just keep that to myself. Well, yeah. that that's all we're going to say on the topic. So let's just switch the topics. Just, yeah, that's just it. wanted to, just wanted to touch base with you on that and, and see because um, yeah, instead of doing it in private, you do it yeah. live on air. That's hey, listen, yeah. thanks for asking. <laughs> well, and I, I I appreciate I never, the concern. I never this guy any other time. Uh, Alan travels around so much, but um, yeah, no. Seriously, uh, I, I I was concerned, and um, it, it's been a while since I talked to you guys. It's great to have you all back live tonight. Yeah, so, sorry, it's been a repeat in the past. In the recent past, there have been some external matters that you know we've all had to take uh, care yeah. of, one thing or another. But we're here, we're right. live, and we're going to have an amazing show. And uh, we only have ten minutes before we have our guest on, and we have a couple of news. Oh. Articles we want to go over. Oh, so, that's right. We have some news articles. Yes, yeah, there's, there's a couple ones, of good so. ones in here that I wanted to, to go over. In fact, uh, if you want Danny, stay on the line, just uh, chill, uh, lay back, sure. relax, and listen to some of the stuff that we're, we're going to cover here for a second because it's pretty cool and you actually might uh, want to throw in your two cents. And by we the way, we can still friend. take more than one other call. You know, we can take multiple calls if anybody else wants to call in and make a comment. That is correct. Two calls maximum. All Skype will do. Just two really? Calls. No, I could do up to a hundred <laughs> calls, man. Are you <laughs> kidding like me? Calls. I rock this baby. Now check this out. This is directly out of ArtBelt.com, right? It says aliens could be huge. True. Oh yeah, I saw that article. I don't have it in front of me, but yeah, I saw that article. Now it says University of Barcelona cosmologist uh, Ferguson or Fergus uh, Simpson has been thinking deeply about aliens' size, and I don't mean that kind of. Size, but he recently published a paper entitled "The Nature of Inhabited Planets and Their Inhabitants." He relies on the mathematical models that say uh, other planets uh, conserve energy just like we do. So, throughout the animal kingdom, species which are physically larger and 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 possess a lower population density, possibly due to their enhanced in energy demands, uh, he says. Bigger beings consume more and release more and more energy than do smaller beings. And uh, actually, and uh, it says Earth, he says, uh, constitutes a simple random sample amongst inhabitants of planets. We have more smaller beings than larger ones. He doesn't believe, however, that the Earth is a fair sample. Instead, he says that most inhabited planets are likely to be closer uh, to the size of Mars than of Earth, which actually... Uh, Makes sense. So we would actually be on a planet that we should have bigger beings like dinosaurs. 
All right, that makes sense. Do we add another person to the, lo- to we the just, call? We just have uh, another caller call in. Caller, you're alive on Skywatchers Radio. Thank you for turning down the radio there. And uh, you're live. We don't get screened. So uh, what's up? Hey, how you doing? I want to know how I'm supposed to prove I'm an alien ribbit. <laughs> Uh, well, that's one way to start. Uh, it's frog. It's it's frog. It's wise frog from Twitter. What's up, wise frog? How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, man? So look, and let me just uh, before we continue with wise frog for a second. This is on artbell.com. If you guys want to check that article out, aliens could be huge. Just to end it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a, a good theory because it's possible that aliens are all kinds of sizes, right? So I think we could all agree on this call that aliens come in all big and small, right? In every single shape and size out there because guess what? Infinite universe, right, guys, supposedly? Yeah. yeah. Infinite yeah. possibilities, baby. In fact, somewhere out there in the cosmos, in the heavens, right now, in another world, maybe in this very 3D reality that we share somewhere out there somebody sitting in their studio having the exact same conversation that we're all having on skype on their planet and it's just a little bit different than it See, is here like for example hold over that's there parallel universes no no not- no, no but it, no but no 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 not even if it if there's infinite in if it's an if it's an infinite universe right it's infinity every possibility exists to happen meaning even in our own reality, this exact same planet could exist multiple times in our own reality, and we could be having the same exact reality, the same exact existence somewhere out there in our own galaxy. Not a galaxy, but in our own universe. My brain just starts thinking about this. Just think about that, but Think it. about it. Infinite space, man. Infinite possibilities. All right, well, I'm, I'm not going to argue that. So uh, do we think he's an alien because he rivets or not? Well, <laughs> this is what's interesting now about Mr. Weisfrog over here. Weisfrog uh, says also he's a time traveler and an alien. So Okay, yes. where are my goddamn lotto numbers? <laughs> oh, here we go with the lateral number. Now, right, we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna hold on. We're gonna move over with the news. Uh, forget the news segment because I want to talk to Wise Frog for a couple <laughs> minutes here, and then we're gonna. We only have like seven minutes before we got to go on break, and then we have our okay. guest uh, waiting in the wings. But Wise Frog, you tell us a little bit about this whole uh, thing about you being a time traveler first before we get to the alien part, or is it interconnected? Okay, well, I'm. I say the whole alien thing is just. BS. It's just something I say. I'm not alien. Okay, right. well, at least you're honest. Now... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You might not be alien, but are you from Earth? Uh, well, uh, that's debatable. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's what, well, most of us in know, this call could say that also. But as, as, as far as I know, I, I am from uh, from this planet, unfortunately. Uh, <clears throat> Ditto. Now, uh, are you a time traveler? Because that's another thing yes. that you posted out there, and that is that's something that uh, you know we, me and Nancy were talking about it on the Future Theater. And we were like, "Well, I know you." Yes, heard I you. heard you. We were like, "Well, you know, I want to believe, man." But tell us, you know, how are you a time traveler, Wise Frog? How did this happen? And where, how, what time, well, and what time are you from? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What time am I from? I was born here in this well, close to the city. I was, um, and to, you know, you're getting me all flustered. Anyway, yeah, I was born here. I was born in 63. <laughs> okay, okay, but it doesn't make you a time traveler exactly. It anymore. does make me a time traveler where I can go anywhere I want. Okay, I, where have I, you I've been, been to, outside okay, of your to, linear timeline? To okay, make it on. short, 
to make it short and sweet. Go ahead. So, because you don't have much time, I have been to twenty thirty six. Okay. Yellowstone okay. does go poof, and that's early spring, and then later on in the year, there's another super volcano that goes poof. Um, this other stuff that goes on that people talk about in twenty seventeen or whatever that does not happen. Okay. Uh, with this Nibiru thing or whatever I heard about on uh, mm-hmm. somebody's show last night. That that's that that's a crack of whatever the, that does not. Hold on, was that the Ray of Sunshine's show? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, we don't mention uh, Ray of Sunshine. Okay. Well, but go ahead. Well, no, I wasn't mentioning her name, and I'm, I, the guest uh, was a good guest. I learned some stuff from him. I'm not bashing this guy at all. I'm just saying that that event that he talked mm-hmm. about specifically in 2017 doesn't take it. He's not talking happen. about Ray of Sunshine, uh, Al, I mean, uh, Angel. Okay, okay, okay. Well, no, uh, well, forget about 2017. So let me just ask you about something real quick. So you're living right now in your current timeline. That, like, th- this is the earth you belong in. This is the timeline you belong in. But this you can is, time travel. This is where earth. I belong, correct. Okay, now but how I, do you... I, I have gone to, I've gone back 100 years. I've gone to 2036. I've gone okay. uh, back 20 years before. I've gone forward 20 years. I've, several different times. And you don't need a machine to do it. I'll talk to you off air about how you do it because I'm not going to tell you that on air. That's like you know, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> that would stupid. be cool. <laughs> that would piss that would piss some people off because there's more than just me that can do this. Now hold on, but it, so do you know how to tell us even you know is it some machine that helps you do this or no? I mean, no machine. You don't need a machine. Okay, you is it on not, the mind? Uh, it, it is. Like do you do you like meditate and then like you go into trance? Well, and then you it, wake it, up it's on not the other meditation. Side of it's it's year? more or less uh, to put it short and simple without giving away any spoilers. It's like there's a crack in the sidewalk. You step over the the crack in the sidewalk and you're in a different place. Okay, but is it a physical? It's a physical. It is definitely. I've place. even taken so other people you, with me. So do you disappear from this timeline and you step into another? I, timeline? I leave. I leave this timeline, yes, okay. and I can go into a different, uh, different point in time. Time is is crap. There's no such thing as time in the first place. Time is simply a measurement that humans created to uh, understand events from beginning to end. You know what's crazy, uh, Wise Frog? I've been saying that my whole life. I agree 100% with that statement. Well, time... Everything time you on, just said about time, by the way. Time on Earth time on Earth is not the same as time on the moon. That's It's not the same as time on Mars. It's not the same correct. as time on Pluto. It's not the same in another universe as it is here. It only exists on this planet the way that we know it. Now, there, so it could, be, there could be such a thing as a cosmic time. There, there is such Cosmic a thing, time right? is, is more... Well, I don't want to quote Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Wibbly wobbly, uh, yeah, tiny wimey stuff. stuff. Yeah. And all exactly. this time, I thought ta- the only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen at once. It all does happen at once. Exactly. That's exactly how it happens. Everything is now. The future and the past and the present is all now. Think of an onion, and you know the layers between the onion. You've got that little thin, tiny, wet layer that's in between the other layers. Well, that's kind of like the veil that you cross. Does that make sense? Does that make sense to you? Kind of, sort of, maybe. Kind of, maybe, yeah. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Think of it that way. So so it's all like a, yeah. But how how do you conjure the, the, uh, the opening? I mean, how do you make, Uh, I mean, I know you don't want to give it away, but you have to kind of tell me something. 
I'll, I'll talk to you, Angel, off air about that. Okay. okay well, you <laughs> promise. Kid, yes, I will talk to you. I promise you I will talk okay. to you at some point off the air about that. I, okay. I, I planned on talking to you and Nancy and Bill. Uh, the one reason I want to talk to Bill because Bill will call BS faster than anybody else. If I, there's something no, strong. Yep. Yeah, yeah so I'm not going to go. Yeah. Fr- I'm not going to stand in front of Bill and say I'm going to do. <laughs> I can do this and and get shot down and have him tear me a new butt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bill's a Bill is like a superhero. On that one day, didn't? <laughs> yeah, Bill's oh. like he, he's become a superhero in ufology right now. Bill <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah. I, and I'm I am he's an the authority abductee. as far as I'm concerned. I have been abducted. Whether that has anything to do with what I can do now, I I could not tell you. But I am an abductee. I've been abducted several different times. I've been on ships. I can tell you what the what one of them at least looks like on the inside. And my so goodness, on. man, we have to have you on as a, a full hour guest. Really? Like, well, you were saying something about that last night um, to Nancy and Bill too. But yes, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that off here. Unfortunately, we have to go on break. I mean, right. It's not really unfortunate because I'm like, super excited about the next guest, uh, Costa Gus Macreas. But uh, unfortunately, care. because I I wanted you know to hear more about Wise Frog. So if you like that, we're gonna make that happen some more with Wise Frog. Thanks for calling in, buddy. All right, you guys be well. All right, take it easy. All right, bye-bye. Bye. we got to go on break now, guys. When we come back, again, our guest of the evening, Mr. Costa Gus Macreas, will be with us right here on Skywatchers Radio. Stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun. This, by the way, is the Vias Brothers. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-orientated discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. Hi, this is Jeff Brady, host of In Other News, heard on Dark Matter Radio on Thursdays. In this strange period where free energy technology is weaponized, dissent is criminalized, and war economies flourish, the human family is being deliberately assaulted on multiple fronts in the food, air, water, and during sleep. Yet here we are with information at our fingertips, only to become a slave to the portable digital communication device. So tune in to In Other News, Thursdays on the Dark Matter Radio Network, the pioneers of overnight talk radio. 
Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Hi, this is Solaris Blue Raven with Hyperspace on Dark Matter Radio. Tune in on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an intriguing show pertaining to covert technology, UFOs, paranormal, mysticism, and spirituality. Hello, I'm Bruce Pearson, documentary producer, investigator, and co-host of Unknown Origins Radio, which airs each Thursday evening from 8 till 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Please join me and my colleague Mark Johnson for two hours of thought-provoking interviews discussing some of today's most intriguing subjects with researchers, authors, and eyewitnesses on a range of topics. So whether you're a newcomer to the community of exploration of the unexplained or a seasoned veteran and investigator, I'm sure you will find interesting content and content Concepts on Unknown Origins Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And I encourage you to check out the entire lineup of unique programming here on the network. There's truly something for everyone. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to sharing our fascinating guests and their topics on Unknown Origins Radio, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And we're back live on Skywatchers Radio on the Dark Matter Radio Network and, of course, PSN Radio 
Open lines if you guys want to call in and ask us or our guests any questions, as always, is 786-245-8127. You can check out the chat room by going to psn-radio.com. And, of course, you can always check out our podcast every week when we podcast the show afterwards on skywatchersradio.com. Now, with us is our guest of the evening, the one, the only, Mr. (laughs) Costa Gus McCreas. Welcome to Skywatchers Radio, sir. I'm really, really like excited to have you on. Like, you have like I've been like checking out a lot of the videos and stuff on YouTube that that's out there of you, and uh-huh. they like we have a lot in common when it comes to the stuff that you know got us interested in this subject. Yeah. So it's really cool to have you on the show. Thank you for being here with us. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here, both of you. Um, it's it's a You're first welcome. time, and I um, I, I know we're going to have some fun and maybe learn some things from each other on, along the way too. Now let's talk about your early beginnings here, because as I read in your bio, you you're, you were fascinated with the mysteries of the universe. That's kind of like I'm a science geek, all right, at heart. <laughs> and the, you, you know, as a kid, I was always into like space and stuff. And I used to, I actually wanted to be an astronaut for a long time, believe it or not. <laughs> and my mom told me that's a great idea because you're headed in space anyway. You might as well just <laughs> take your body with you, you know. But I don't know what she meant by that to this day. It's still a book. <laughs> you should ask her. I um, should. But what well, got you I mean what got you interested into that as a kid growing up? Um I'll tell you I I don't know what started me but I just know that I had I had a telescope. Maybe that's what started doing sky watching. This is ah, sky there you go. radio. And I was fascinated. You know, it was a three and a half inch reflector from Edmund Scientific Company and there uh-huh. I was in my uh, backyard in Indiana uh just uh uh, reading whatever I could and learning how to use a telescope, looking at the stars, at, you know, at the planets, at the moon, and just being fascinated by the immensity that, that was out there and, and feeling like, uh, wow, I belong out there exploring. You know, Earth is wonderful, but it, it's just uh, blowing my mind and opening things up, and I would love to be out there and be an astronaut and, and go among the stars and discover new worlds, etc. So, uh, that's that's a big enough mystery for you right there. And on top of that, I, I also read a lot of science fiction. And, uh, I mean, I cleaned out the, the mobile libraries at my elementary and junior high school, uh, the science fiction section. Um, and, I again, I grew up in the um, – I was a teenager in the 60s. So there were lots of traditional authors, and they were stretching my mind, you know, reading about other worlds and exploring. Now, on top of that – uh, boy, you asked a loaded question because there's so many <laughs> that there was it's a no layered way. question for sure. <laughs> well, and I'm not that much different as you've noticed, as you've noted, than than you or or many others of my generation, uh, because we had the NASA space program, the Apollo moonshots. Uh, right. I remember uh, the Mercury program, Gemini, and Apollo, and it. Um, no matter what you think of NASA these days, and there are different opinions and. And, and a continuum. Never, never a straight answer. And and that's, that's all true. I'm saying. But back then, <laughs> when we were all a lot um, wiser, a lot, a lot less wiser about what NASA may or may not be or up to. That's true about NASA. Yeah, a lot less. Wiser. Yeah, the uh, the space program captured the imagination here in the U.S. and around the mm-hmm. world of yeah. The biggest imagination that it captured is why didn't we go back? Well, no, but he's absolutely right. When the when the first you know when men landed on the moon, 
everybody was watching that on TV. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean that was that was a cultural event. That 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 changed society. I mean, that was a, a game changer, really, for for society. Now, you know, that hasn't there hasn't been that other moment like that from NASA since we landed on not, the moon. Not really. But for me, the uh, the really the pivotal moment that brought me to talking with you guys tonight is that. I was in a drugstore and just, I love to read, obviously, and I saw my first UFO book. Um, I don't even remember the title of it, but I remember reading along the way about Betty and Barney Hill the, and, you know, the exit incident and other things. So uh, the field was not as full of as many books as it is now, and certainly there was no internet. But there in Indiana, that first book just ignited my imagination about UFOs, and I was never the same. I was smitten. And had to just keep reading books. So I had all this combination of interests. You know, the the space program, science fiction. I had my own telescope. I was reading on UFOs. So as you had said, Angel, my head was in the clouds too. But but fortunately, my feet were on the ground because I, I was a normal kid who loved baseball and riding bikes and liked girls and all the the normal things that you do when you're, when you're growing up and still having all those really cool interests. Um, that interest in UFOs didn't get reignited till 2006, like fast forward a few decades. And I can tell you about that, but uh, uh, I want to make sure that I answered your question fully about, you know, kind of where I started. My foundation really was all about space and, and all these different perspectives. Now, in your bio also, I read, you know, that you, uh, you're also a, uh you know, not only are you a person who's interested in the subject of ufology, but you're also an experiencer. Um, years later, I became an experiencer. Okay, absolutely. Let's fast. Yeah. Let's fast forward to that because you know we're, we're limited on time, unfortunately. Okay, sure. Uh, and it's only an hour and a half before we were off the air, and I, I want to listen to everything. So let's fast forward a little bit, and now let's talk about the first time you actually had an experience. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, thanks to the internet, I was uh, surfing in 2006, many decades later, wondering uh -huh. what had happened to the UFO field. And of course, there was so much available on the internet by then, you just don't really know where to start. But I did discover the Disclosure Project, and there was a promise there you could go on trainings mm -hmm. in different parts of the country and join other people at night and learn the CE5 protocols, uh, which are... Uh, included at etletstalk.com, where we do this work now regularly. Um, I went on that training um, for a week, went going under the stars at Mount Shasta um, here in Northern California uh, for several hours every night, a um, group of 40 people, and we used meditation and consciousness and remote viewing to kind of create a unified group, a coherent group field. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to get a little bit new agey here, raising our vibrations and our frequencies and opening our hearts and, mm -hmm. in, a, in a genuine way to want to connect with any intelligence that's out there. And we had results. Uh, there were the typical lights in the skies that did all kinds of crazy maneuvers that you just knew satellites and helicopters and airplanes can't do. We saw that night after night. Uh, one particular night as we were breaking up camp that about I don't know, 10, 30, 11, no, probably it was more like 11, 30 um, um, at night in a secluded spot at the foot of Mount Shasta. Um, we had just finished and we were breaking up and heading back to our rooms uh, to get up the next morning and uh, proceed with the, the, days, the following day's activities. But someone pulled my, um, tugged me on the, on the elbow and said, look over there. And I tell you, about six or seven or eight feet away, 
even though we were in the dark with just a little bit of moonlight and we were on the edge of a clearing with the forest and the mountain, majestic mountain in the background, I had to rub my eyes because materializing very slowly, and I mean like imagine like a special effects that you've seen in a movie, very slowly materializing out of the air was a sphere, um, maybe about six feet across. And I had to rub my eyes and go, okay, is the light playing tricks on me? Is it the shadows? But the eight or nine or ten other people around me were all standing still and looking at the same thing. So whatever this was, we, we thought at times it might be a scout craft. It might be part of a larger craft that was still interdimensional that we were um, inside. We're not really sure, but we do know what we saw. I mean, i telling you I was stone sober like everybody else. It was cold out there, so, you know, you're very alert. And... There it was, um, uh, hovering off the ground very silently, and just kind of there. It was opaque, like a. To me, it was a grayish color, so I couldn't see inside of this sphere. But in the group there, as you often get with these kinds of groups that do get together to do this kind of work, there were people with varying amounts of abilities, and what I mean by that are, are psychic abilities, so that you get a different perspective the way that the five blind men feeling around the element, elephant or looking at it, can describe it in different ways. In that same way, different members of the group would say, oh, I can see the inhabitants inside, or I'm in communication with them via telepathy. So I'm very alert for the half hour that this thing hovered over the ground and just was very still and really didn't do much. But I'm listening to everybody else very quietly, uh, relating what it is they're seeing in a whisper, or what they're hearing. And that's how I learned that uh, presumably there were uh, a small group of scientists, smaller beings in there that said that they were here studying the human energy system. That's what they were telling somebody who was relating this to the, the rest of us with, you know, with their spoken word. So I'm listening very intently. Okay. They're scientists. And they asked um, one of the women next who's standing next to me, if they could merge with her energy body, her aura, in order to study uh, interactions. And she agreed, and she stood very still next to me. And at the time this was going on, I didn't know this was happening to her, and I did not see this being, but I'm still watching this sphere sitting there. So by this point, I know that I'm not dreaming. This thing's not being made up. Um, again, it's not moving, uh, not making any noise. Uh, later on, a couple people told us they walked away with sunburns, and this was 11.30 at night, little reddened skin and stuff that hurt a little bit. But other than that, you know, nothing more dramatic or hurtful happened. Um, later on, the woman next to me told us this story about being asked to, to be part of an experiment. And um, they stayed with her for a few minutes. And then finally, I saw her just kind of get uh, moving around a little bit. And she was um, a little bit um, disoriented. So we got her more oriented, and she said, this is what happened to me, and told us the story. So I would say she probably had the, the most dramatic personal experience, but there's nothing like seeing a sphere like that uh, for being also a dramatic experience. And that changed my life, um, because this was the first time I could say, I've had my own personal encounter. It was a positive one. Um, I don't have to accept the word of a friend or a colleague, which I have before, who have had even more dramatic encounters, like flyovers of their cars and all that, and I would believe those stories. But finally, this was something nobody could take away from me, because I had seen it, 
and I could speak with conviction. And because I had seen it, um, I was never the same again. My childhood interest in UFOs suddenly became really personal. It's like, wow, they really are here. I just had an experience. Um, I want to come back. I want to do more of this. I want to take the techniques I learned here and keep doing this. And fast forward, that's why we're talking tonight. I've been doing that. You know, it's funny. Once you have an experience or a sighting or or anything related to UFOs, it does kind of like take over. You're uh, never the same. You're never you're, the same. You really are not. No, I mean, you, the reason you, I you can't go back and unsee or hear what you did. I mean, you could try, but I couldn't. I mean, I the reason I do radio in this subject now is because I had a couple sightings as a kid, and that completely changed my my ideology of everything. And you know, at first I didn't think they were aliens. I just thought they were probably some government stuff that was really out there. And that's really what I thought as a kid. I was into like a lot of the uh, government, uh, not government, but uh, a lot of war movies and a lot of uh, movies about uh, F, you know, fighter jets and stuff like that. So I thought it was just some crazy technology. And then as I got more and more into the subject, and I started seeing more and more stuff about UFOs. I was like, wait a second, maybe it was some kind of an alien uh-huh. ship that I saw. What, yeah, yeah. what if? And then that that what if became a, a passion. You know, that what if? Mm-hmm. What is out there? Uh, now, with what you saw, let me ask you a question about your sighting in particular, because you saw a sphere. How, how large was the sphere again? I would, uh, boy, I wanted to take a tape measure, but I was afraid to get any closer, and I was glad I didn't. But okay. I, well, would est- I would estimate. Don't blame you. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no more than about six feet across, six feet? and maybe a couple feet off the ground. And okay, and then, oh, I forgot to mention at the end of the half hour after my friend kind of came to again and her experiment was over. I watched as the sphere slowly dematerialized, just like it did a a slow fade, you know, just like a dissolve in a movie or something. And, and that's as dramatic as that got. Here, here's the reason I asked uh, about the size of the thing because it, it's uh, pretty large, but it's not like uh, the, like some people describe these things as the size of a football field. Man, it's so huge. It wasn't something like that, but it was pretty large. Now, do you think that there were beings inside of there? Do you think that was a probe that was sent uh, when you were trying to communicate, or do you think that's maybe a form of of communication between parallel universes or interdimensional? I mean, what do you think you actually visually saw there? I love all those possibilities, and I believe that a lot of them are interdimensional. Um, my guess is they, they came from another planet. Uh, they were described by someone else as being humanoid, uh, not grays or anything, but more white and translucent by people who saw them psychically. Right, so right. I, I, you know, I don't have any definite answers to that, but the fact is that once you see something like that, you're your concept of what you know of physics, what you've been taught, and what you've experienced all your life gets blown open because I've never seen something appear and then disappear in front of me in slow motion over half an hour. You know what I mean? So I can't tell you where it was from, but I do believe that it was intelligently piloted. Um, and, and, and I want to extend the story because there's really a little bit more to this when you ask oh, yeah, about please, please. Go ahead. the personal yeah. aspect of this. Uh-huh. Now, let me back up just a little bit because this is important as background. Uh, my wife is a professional clairvoyant. Uh, she's Harvard educated from Princeton, uh, so feet totally on the ground, uh, but also has had this clairvoyant gift and has been a professional for several decades at it. She had told me before I left home here um, just south of San Francisco to go to Mount Shasta, uh, go, go have fun. You know, I know that they're here. I believe that they're around, but I don't really see how they 
have anything to do with my daily life. Like, you know, I got to pay my bills, got to talk to clients, I got to run my life as most people do. And I don't know what they have to do with that, but I believe they're here. So go have fun. And I did that. So I had great support. Every morning I would call her when I was away at this training and tell her what I had seen the night before during the two or three or four hours that we were out in the field. And of course I was really excited. This was a first in a lifetime experience. Um, finally people were able to call them and interact with them and not just sit there and randomly wait till you had an experience. This was, was, and is still revolutionary. And that's what we're, that's what we're teaching at etletstalk.com, how to initiate it. So I was Mm -hmm. out there initiating, telling her the stories. Ooh, 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 I saw this. Ooh, I saw that. (laughs) And And she's taking it and going, wow, that's, that's cool. About the fourth morning when I'm calling her about the previous night, she says, wait, before you start with your stuff, I've got a story for you. And I'm going, say what? Okay, what's going on? She goes, well, last night as I went to bed, our bedroom, I turned out the lights. Um, I was not asleep. I was just settling in, you know, fluffing the pillows and all that. And let me say one thing. She's not an external clairvoyant, so she's not the kind that will see auras, like physically outside of her body. She has an internal vision that really uh, shows her pictures and helps her to see you know, uh, what's going on with clients and the people, you know, et cetera. Okay. However, her eyes were wide open and she tells me that as she's turned out the light and fluffing the pillow with her physical eyes wide open at the foot of the bed, there were four, maybe five little beings standing there. Um, Typical grays? Um, they were white, translucent, mostly or just partially materialized, but definite figures about three and a half, four feet tall, bipedal, you know, head, legs, arms. Uh, She couldn't see any features, but they were there like in a group, four, like I said, with maybe a fifth standing behind the other. She wasn't sure about that, but there they were, right at the foot of the bed. No way to mistake it. You're not dreaming. You haven't been drinking. Nothing like she doesn't do any of that. And she was transfixed. Um, She wasn't afraid. She was just really startled because they just like, Poof, they were there. So she's startled and just kind of staring at them. And they're looking at her and she can hear their thoughts as they're looking at her. And it's what they're saying to her is, who are you? Who are you? And she said they were very, very sweet. She had no fear, just beautiful sweetness. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They're in her house and they don't know who she is? No, and the reason is we speculate and... They were lost. As long as we're talking about all this interdimensional stuff, you're going to have to stay with me on this one. I speculate that because I was having experiences up in Shasta and talking to her every morning, they had maybe tuned into me and wondered, well, who's at the other end of all this energy this guy's putting out? You know, I mean, you know, she's my wife. There's a, a strong heart connection. You know, we share our lives. We've been married many years. They probably wondered, you know, who's at the other end of this? And I, I'm just speculating that that's why they showed up and said, okay, let's follow this thread back to this place. And, okay, we got to the destination. Now, who are you? So um, she asked them. Um, actually, I asked her, well, what kind of questions did you ask? I mean, you had this great opportunity to, to just just uh, lay out all kinds of questions. She goes, uh, no, I was so frozen, the only thing I could do in the moment was say, in my mind, where are you from? And she felt the words in her mind forming, and she heard them in her mind, Ark 
Arcturus. 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 Yeah, okay. which is a star system. And um, okay. as, as a kid astronomer, as my wife is telling me that story, she goes, does Arcturus mean anything? Because she's not into astronomy. Okay. She doesn't even have a great imagination for things like this. And she says, I couldn't make this stuff up. She says, my imagination isn't this good, you know? So I said, okay, they're from Arcturus, and you had a nice encounter. They were there probably a few minutes, and they just kind of faded away. And there was her story. And as she's finishing the story, like my jaw is like on the ground, right? You know, I, I thought I, was, I had all the cool stuff, but she, <laughs> she, she trumped me on that one. My jaw's on the ground, and the, the next thing she says is, yeah, they're real. Next year, I'm coming with you, cowboy. So, <laughs> and she did. We've been doing this together ever since, many times, in many different places. Now, have you had group encounters? Have you both seen the beings, like the way she saw them? Uh, you mean together with her at the same time? Correct. In her presence, I've not, um, I've not seen any beings that I know of. There are people okay. that say that many walk among us. And actually, I may have encountered one or two there, but I'm not totally sure. But no, I did not have that her kind of experience. I do know in the network, the ET Let's Talk mm -hmm. uh, community, which, by the way, is like 5,000 people in 50 countries, uh, come to our website, shameless plug, etletstalk.com. <laughs> Let me ask you, why did you start etletstalk.com, the real reason? Because I wanted to find other people like me and connect other people who felt they were alone. Um, you know, when I grew up in the 60s, you didn't talk about this topic. I mean, yeah, there were right. books, and you were the weird kid in science class like I was doing posters in a report. I was. I was. Saying, some of my friends were saying, cool. And I'm sure others were going, <laughs> woo-hoo, you know, not wound too tightly. You know, and that's the crazy kind of thing you had to live down. Now, times have changed quite a bit, you know, in a more positive way. So... Um, I forgot what your question was. I was going to go going somewhere with that. Uh, <laughs> well, well, the the real you know the real no deep reason. reason why etletstalk.com now exists. Having learned to kind of keep my mouth shut as a younger man, <laughs> then you know because I went and I got a, a degree in the sciences, computer science, the very left brain stuff, which I love and I'm good at. But you just didn't talk about this uh, until you started. So it's really just it's to spread the word on. And it's to spread the word and to teach people how they can do their own contact so they don't feel alone. So how can the everyday person learn to make ET contact? Like, I would love to have a, an experience. Like, I've seen a couple lights. I, I can't explain them, but I've never seen a uh -huh. physical alien or even uh, uh -huh. alien materializing like, you know, your your wife saw. Uh, but I'd love to see a ship. I'd love for them. They, they look, they don't have to like knock me out or use any kind of mental powers <laughs> on me or inject me with their venom or anything. Nothing. Just knock on my window. Yeah, really. Just I will walk out the house and I will. I, I'm here for them. Like I, I will. I look. I'll bring some water, some sodas. <laughs> we'll make a night out of it, man. I, I look. I'll climb up to the ship. They can throw a rope ladder down at me. I'll climb up. <laughs> they probably, no need to zap me up. No need to zap me up there. I'm here for you guys, man. Like come down. We'll they, hang out for the week. I'm down. You have no know, idea. I would say, go to etletstalk.com. There's an area there called the CE5 protocols. Uh -huh. and you use. Uh, you use meditation and consciousness because uh, many of these civilizations, not all, but the ones that we work with are spiritual beings. I mean, they've got IQs probably off the meter, too, because okay. they, they're that much more advanced. They 
work through telepathy. So as a person or in a group, you can follow the instructions we have on the website there, the C5 protocols. Very simple instructions. Uh, you don't People use all kinds of props, but you know, I'm of the school where if you get in a circle with a few friends, you sit down, you meditate, you visualize, you use the instructions there, which are very simple. You remote view the, uh, the ETs and you invite them to come in and meet you halfway. That's the process you go through. And you can keep the meditation 20 minutes or you can do for two hours. Uh, people in our network customize it many different ways. But the very, the very basic thing is to have an open, loving, welcoming heart. It's okay maybe not to believe, but if you're going to be fearful or really negative, like prove it to me, you know, kind of that kind of attitude, I don't think you're right, going to right, succeed. Right. But if at least you're open-minded um, or if you're a believer, you, you're calm, you, you do the visualization, you get in tune with your friends there, and you create this resonant field that they can, they can detect and then you can do it in your living room or you can you can be outside doing that. It doesn't matter because they're going to find a way to communicate whether it's a light, a cool light in the sky or whether it's a tap on the shoulder when there's nobody there or weird electrical phenomena that happens around you or maybe telepathic messages or maybe really lucid dreams. Uh, their, their ways are limitless because they'll find the way that's more um, attuned to how you are. You know, some people like to see things. Some people are better feelers. Some people are better dreamers. And they will tune into the, the best way to reach each person. And, and so you just have to be alert and open to that. And you'll get the contact. So give it a try. It doesn't cost anything. You've got your lawn chair, your pillow. Sit down, spend a few quiet minutes, try it over and over. And I, I think eventually if you're alert to your environment you will find the way that, that they're reaching you. But I got to say, at the end of the day, the little geek in me, the kid, never tires of being outside. And I've done this so many times and seeing that light in the sky zigzagging. They've come in response when we've asked them to come. Um, I've been touched on the shoulder. I've had to the telepathy. I've had all those kinds of things. But I, I still love the ships. And, you know, they're up there doing things that are have terrestrial you recorded, vehicles. Have you, have you recorded anything with a video or... or? You know, I am so much seen. not the videographer. That's an excellent uh -huh. question. I have people in my network who do publish videos who are, you know, more hardware geeks and they've got good equipment. Some who even have night vision equipment uh, that that shows so much more. And those people in our Facebook groups will often publish their videos, and and you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll see the anomalous movement of two or three or more objects, sometimes many of them, sometimes one that dims and brightens and dims and brightens and pulses, goes out and then zigzags around and then shoots off. You know, just a lot of classic behavior. Uh, you get all those stories with all these people in the network that I have, uh, 5,000 of them, and, and we meet every month um, virtually. We at least coordinate on a Saturday that's nearest the new moon. So that we get together as a group that represents all of humanity and reach out as ambassadors to, to these um, benevolent nations. What comes back from those encounters is our reports from people um, all over the world in different ways of what they've experienced. And they publish those reports on the website. And in that way, our community can share with each other what each other has, um, has seen that the other one hasn't or heard. And, and that way we don't feel alone. And we can learn from each other, too. Costa, I got a question for you. Um, 
what do you think? I mean, let me ask you: Do you think that the the ETs that you folks are contacting are one specific race of beings? I mean, are you getting a multiple different races from different planets? Uh, I mean, where exactly are some of these uh, contacts uh, coming from? Do you know at all? Besides that one place your your wife mentioned, uh, people have mentioned by name when they've had actual um, conversations with some of them. Mm-hmm. They're they're from Sirius. They're the Pleiadians which are popular in the press. Again, Arcturians, um, some, some time travelers. Uh, there are us in the future that have come back. I hear a lot of wild stuff, dudes. <laughs> I mean, does that even count like aliens, little time travelers, or there are us um, from the future? Not well, really, right? Um, if you want to say extraterrestrial, not from this Earth, extra, then no. No, it doesn't. But people still have those kinds of experiences, and they get lumped in with everything so we we're we hear about a lot of it um the former minister defense minister of canada mm-hmm. paul hellier who's all over youtube and yes, is yes. i've spoken to the man before the yeah. knowledge in canada now mm-hmm. um wonderful gentleman and has real information from sources that have come from his networks you know i mean uh, he was the defense minister of a, of a major G8 or G7 country, right? So I can just imagine the contacts and the things that he's learned from those contacts. He's given a lot of credence to the rest of us uh, because we we haven't had the high positions and maybe some of the insider info that he could get. We've just had our experiences like I'm telling you about here right now, right? But he's on a tour. He's talking about this. I'm reading his book right now. And he says that his information was a few decades ago People were telling him there's maybe half a dozen races here, depending on who he talked to. And the latest I was reading in the book is there may be 100 or maybe more 200, more than 200 now. So they're from yeah, a lot with of an inf- With an infinite space, I mean, there literally is billions of different races out there. About it. Yeah, even the astronomers now, uh, who don't want to come out and say we believe in UFOs, but... They're just talking about the mathematical probability as they're finding new planets around other systems, and they're talking about the Goldilocks zone, right? Uh, even though I don't personally believe you have to have a perfectly Earth, Earth-type habitable planet, life can exist in other forms on, on well, in hospitable environments. But Costa, just check, check this out. Costa, check this out. NASA actually announced that they're going to find alien life within the next 20 years. I got new. I know they've already found it. If you, of course, you know, but this is—I I believe. <laughs> and look, speaking of disclosure, this is the first step publicly to get us to disclosure. Because I've always said disclosure is not going to happen one day to the next. Like all of a sudden, you're going to turn on the TV and Obama's going to be like, "All right, Michelle made me say this: aliens are real." <laughs> it's all Michelle's fault. I found this funny cigarette my daughters That's, had. And, uh, yeah, I was smoking uh, the wacky tobacco it, with the, the uh, daughters. I have a few Di- things to say now. Disclosure is not going to happen that way. Look, if, if we've learned anything from the way this country works and the world works, uh, we do everything in, in, in a process, right? Everything goes through certain channels, has to be processed, and, and then eventually little droplets of information comes out, and then the truth comes out. And look, 20 years, that's a, that's a good timetable considering we've been in the dark for how long? Yeah, right. decades, decades, way decades and too decades. Long. Way too and Roswell long. wasn't forty-seven for crying out loud. So I look at twenty years. I think that is that is NASA saying and acknowledging that look, we know there is life out there, and we're going to start telling 
the world about what we know within 20 years. Why? Because there's still that conditioning process going on. And in part of what you do, Costa, uh, you talk about the the new earth. Um, you know, let's talk about that for a second because the hybrid uh, phenomenon leads a lot to, a lot of people to believe they are you know genetically manipulating humans and splicing them with aliens and creating hybrids to do what exactly maybe colonize another planet is that kind of like what you talk about also when you you talk about the new earth no what i mean by the the new earth is um a i knew i was more, way off is a golden age i mean we know that the planet we live on now uh, we don't even you don't even have to turn on the tv and you, there are multiple crises going on that could destroy life as we know it right so we have True. an old an old earth right now that hasn't been working because it's been full of greed and war and people beating up on each other and that's got to change the new earth we're talking about and what we i'm counseling the people who are in my network at etletstalk.com is when we connect with et uh, we're presuming that uh, they're from spiritual civilizations that most likely have overcome the kind of problems that we're confronting right now, and they survive to tell the tale and go out into the stars. And I, but we believe that many of those civilizations are here, not just as observers, but to some limited extent, um, interfering and helping us get through all these crises so that we don't have a nuclear war or a, a total economic or uh, ecological catastrophe. When we interact with them, I ask my people to co-create with them ask them what is it you can do or what i can do so we can work together this is a co-creation for a new earth uh keep in mind these civilizations have uh craft that uh use uh, most likely free energy what if they were able to land here in a full kind of disclosure imagine how free energy this goes back to what my wife was saying how does this affect my daily life oh my god think about it with what they have to offer as we co-create with them, it has everything to do with your daily life. Because if you've got free energy, think about growing crops, um, uh, powering your car, your home, your school, your city for nothing, you know, limitless. Uh, the work week would change. Maybe there wouldn't be such a need for work and people could unleash their human potential. Well, there, there's there's a thing where we're talking about humanity. There's always going to be somebody who says, you know, free energy. Ha, we're going to make a buck out of that technology, and they're going to find a way to make money off of it. I you guarantee know, you. Well, someone may try that, but you know, this in is in fact gonna be, they're probably doing it now, Costa. That's well, that's why a lot of this stuff stays black budget. Well, yeah. Well, they've all they've they've uh, absconded with five thousand patents uh, or more uh, yeah. around this. But what I'm saying is when disclosure can happen and the ET civilizations are sharing it with us, there'll be no stopping it. It's open source. You know? It Someone depends where they up. land and they start sharing. Don't right. forget, you know, you're you're assuming they're gonna land right here smack in the United States. That might not be the case. Well exactly. I hope it's I hope it's everywhere. I mean I, I don't presume to know the the whole plan, but uh, I think they've got a lot of this figured out. If those civilizations are out there, they have alliances, they, they're coordinating their plans, they, they know us better than we know ourselves, and I think that they will know the best way to approach us, whether it's in onesies or twosies or a thousand. Um, I don't presume to know, but what I'm telling my people in our network and what we believe is that right now, today, we have a chance to create our future by being on the forefront of communicating with them. Uh, they've told us in messages that they're joyful to find 
human beings that aren't shooting at them with scalar weapons like our black budget military programs are. They're joyful to find those of us who want to create a new earth, and that's the new earth I'm talking about. And they're ready to share their cures for cancer, their ability to rejuvenate DNA and make us younger, the, the free energy they have. I mean, God only knows what they've been able to discover because they gave up their destructive tendencies long ago and learned how to use their creative potential to, to create peaceful marvels that they're willing to share. And that's what I'm all about is the, the, the sooner that we human beings can turn our positive energy to communicating with them, um, asking them to work with us, that day of disclosure will come and the sharing that will benefit us, that will affect our daily life all of a sudden, will be awesome. Imagine never having to lose another relative to cancer or being afraid well, your, your son or daughter is going to go into a war to fight for oil. Uh, does that sound familiar? Well, speaking uh, of, uh, to somebody who's actually uh, who has a mother who has cancer, myself, um, I'm, you know, that would be that. Obviously, that's the the one thing that everybody talks about when they talk about aliens coming down is the the ability to cure all these diseases and to have all this great technology. But here's the thing, Costa: what if they don't have the answer to all these things? Well, we can work on it together with them. Um, <laughs> and, and here's another question. Here's another. Here's another question. Uh, not, what, not only what if they don't have the answers to any of these things, but what if they come down here and it's kind of like what Dr. Stephen Hawking uh, said, and uh, you know they they're not too peaceful, and they come down here and kind of do to us what you know we kind of or white man did to the Indians uh, that were here in America, and what has happened in societies all around the world for for eons, where somebody has come in and colonized the uh, the local area uh usually it ends up pretty bad for that local area and the inhabitants there uh, so what if that was the case i mean there could be peaceful races out there but they could also be very hostile races out there again remember infinite universe i mean it's how dangerous universe i know yeah. i agree with you that's an excellent question and i i'm sure that there have been hostile races and they have visited earth in the past the information that we're getting from different people in our network is that uh the hostile races that were here have been dealt with by an overwhelming, overwhelming show of united support for many civilizations that banded together and booted them out. Now, you know, I'm using colloquial terms here, but yes. <laughs> the, 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 the basic thing is I'm not denying that they've been here before, the bad actors. Um, I think they have. I think at present day they've been dealt with and what we're left with is just human beings who've been working with them, who are in the process of also being dealt with by this overwhelming, benevolent, positive force of other civilizations uh, who are stronger than what the bad actors were. So the light side of the force is stronger than the dark side of the force. I agree with that. Yeah, that, that's very well put. You, you used a lot less, fewer, you lose fewer <laughs> words than I in, in your brilliance and in your wisdom here. <laughs> I got to credit one George Lucas for that, by the way. Oh. Now, look for, for the for the person, the, the layman person like myself, you know, just the average Joe, right, and like the other guy over here, just the average yep. guy. Uh, you know, why are UFOs and ETs so important in their daily lives? Like to you know to us that the research this stuff, we know why. But for the the average listener out there, why should they care as much as we do? The average person who, again, I'll mention, was probably like my wife having to go, and as I have been, to a job because I'm a slave to an economic system that's global that runs on fossil fuels. 
There are elite bankers who caused the crash of 2007 who probably did 9-11. There are control groups that have uh, kept ordinary human beings like us in economic and other kinds of systems as slaves for eons at their own for their own profit, for their own greed, starting wars, financing both sides of the wars while we became hamburger, you know, killing each other. Once those um, bad actors are removed and they're in the process of being removed, the average person, you and me, will hopefully be living in an economic system that doesn't rely on fossil fuels anymore. If this free energy is allowed to come out, um, I won't say it'll happen overnight, but there will be a process where things will have to restructure because it won't cost what it costs now to to raise our food and to run things, right? That's going to change things so that, um, again, we may not have to work at jobs we don't like. We could be unleashing our creative potential. If that doesn't excite you and get you out of bed like, hey, this morning I can go do my radio show. I don't have to show up at the factory and build some widget I could care less about because I got to collect a paycheck. I've been there and I understand what the everyday person can feel in terms of liberation. So in other words, as a collective, as a collective, people need to, to embrace this, this because it could mean really a total complete change and not only in society, but in the way that our lives are. And that's a great change. But again, I go back to the question, what if they don't have all the answers? You know, that still bugs me because there is really no answer to that. Yeah, I can't pretend to know what answers they have or don't. Um, we have gotten communications with them about what they do have. And I'll tell you something, what what I've heard so far, If and if nobody has to believe me, but I believe me, and I believe what I've heard from sources that I trust, what I've heard that they do have pretty much rocks my world already. If they've got <laughs> anything extra, I'm there. I mean, well, I've heard about rejuvenating DNA. You know, do I want my, my svelte 25-year-old body again? You bet. Uh, or, or, again, I've been touched, you know, with deadly diseases long in my family, too. Would I love not to see the next person dying of, uh, they do have anti-cancer cures, or I, I should say cancer cures. Right. Um, well, I mean, this, this all becomes, a, it becomes more of a, of a vanity thing. We, you know, we want these things. We want these cures. We want these free energies. Uh, we want, we want, we want. It, it's very self-centered, would you think, as a, as a species for us just to want them to have all the answers for us instead of us trying to find the answers for ourselves to a lot of these things. Okay, that's a good... I'm glad you brought that up because I want to be really clear that uh, what we're practicing at etletstalk.com is a co-creation. There are problems, you rightly point out, that human beings can and should solve. Uh, it's, It's within our realm to be able to do that, to get along, to form associations, to treat each other better. And yes, we have to do that for our own growth. But there have been bad actors on this planet who have created monstrosities of problems that even we human beings can't solve right now in the short amount of time that we may have left before some kind of catastrophe does overtake us of our own nature. Well, let me ask you, what kind of catastrophe would you predict uh, is on the horizon or the most likely I'm not someone who is um, buying into the fear of what can happen, but uh, right now I would say that 
I'm not a, I'm not afraid of a nuclear thing. There's there's a lot of documented cases where ET craft have been observed shutting down both Russian and American multiple missile sites that are independently. Uh, uh, so yeah. why didn't they fix Fukushima then? People are saying that they are, and that what you're hearing, there are people who are saying that what you're hearing on the media is be afraid, be very afraid, because the U.S. media is owned by powers that are being dealt with right now, but they've got a lock on them, and by creating fear in people, you have a way to control them. And uh, I'm told that the problem could be a lot worse with Fukushima. I have a team that actually saw uh, E.T. Kraft around uh, in the vicinity of those towers. Now, what are they doing there? I don't know if they're just taking pictures and sending them home to mom mom and dad, but um, my guess is they're probably doing what they can to to neutralize the, the radiation that's coming from there. And we've been told that that's happening too. So they're, they're interacting with our world and intervening to a certain extent. And this goes back to what you were saying, um, Angel, with, without totally violating our own free will, because there are things that we need to learn as a species so that we can stand up on our own two feet and enter adulthood instead of childhood. Right. Well, Costa, and let, say, me ask you a question. let me ask you a question. Do you think there is a certain species of aliens that are uh, working within the government? Because, I mean, that's also part of the ufology lore that, oh, they're not only here, but they've they have uh, kind of a deal with the government, and they abduct people, and the you know the people that are taken are taken with the government's knowledge. Uh, do you think there's any truth to that? I think there was at one time, and, and uh, there were bad actors, um, and this is being talked about back in the fifties, Eisenhower, Truman era, uh, secret space treaties with uh, with Greys, and even with the Nazis. Um, I've been evolving in my attitude towards this as I've been reading more and listening to people that I trust. And I do believe that that kind of thing, that that did happen. I think those bad actors have been dealt with since then, I mean, really recently, so that uh, there are those in the government now, probably in larger numbers than we know, uh, probably some of them on the sidelines, who are waiting for a day of disclosure so they can emerge and say, yeah, we've been here and we've been helping so I believe there are benevolent ones that are helping. I believe there are government leaders who know they're here. Um, let me give you a recent example. Um, one of the people that I follow um, has said that, um, and I know this is going to be controversial, but hey, you guys are no stranger to controversy. They no, said, sir. <laughs> nope, nope, that, not at all. Uh-uh. They said that Putin disappeared for a week uh, just recently, last week, two weeks ago, whatever. And... Um, the news that came out after that from inside sources was that he was taken to meet with some insider ETs who briefed him on the plan for a golden age for Earth, on what would happen if he were to cooperate and do the right things with them and with other oh. humans. It's like a big cooperation. If he were to play nice, nicely, uh-huh. then this golden age disclosure was possible, the kind of things I'm talking about. He was um, uh, met, apparently, with actual representatives who were there, probably Pleiadians, we're told, because they, they're the most human-looking-like. Uh, not everybody looks like us, but they are apparently can walk among us, I'm told, and you wouldn't notice. So maybe he met with those types. But th- the point is, they um, th- they got in his face and said, are you with us or are you against us? And apparently he, he joined. He joined up. And Sounds like uh, a gang initiation. 
Are you with <laughs> us or you're against us? Because if you're against okay, us, and I and I and I don't know if those were the words. Honestly, it's just probe you. Right, he right. was met and he was told the bigger plan of things, and that he is the leader of a large nation. You know, like the like Russia had a role to play and he could cooperate and there would be benefits for everybody along the line. You know, we, it's just a win-win all the way around. Um, and apparently he, he bought that and I'm not sure what he's doing behind closed doors. He's not publicizing it, but this is just one example of, uh, addressing your question where ETs within governments have been exerting their influence out of the public eye, but things still do leak out from people, and then and, and this is kind of good news. I don't know about you, but I'm heartened by that. Um, I wish they would be able to get every leader of every country and kind of read them the riot act and say, you know, again, are you with us or against this kind of thing? Uh, I don't know. I'd feel a little bit weird if I if I hear that there's a alien uh, an alien uh, conversation going on in Cuba with Castro and, and Venezuela and some of these uh, dictator-driven countries uh, make me feel a little weird about aliens and their motives. Well, what if they're trying to tell the dictators, look, you know, the tide of history is against you. You know, you can either be brought down because things are going to change. You can either be brought down by your own people violently or essentially or poisoned by an enemy. Or you can join the good guys and look at all these benefits. Uh, Yeah, but hold on. Who determines who the good guys are? The good guys. The well, America's guys. the good guy, obviously. You know? oh, right. it's, it's not always yeah. America as a country, but America as the government are two totally different things. No kidding. I agree. I agree. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So um, who are the good guys? But here's the thing. Who elects the people into government? We the people. Well, that's well, not always in... Well, some people have a difference of opinion on that one. Yeah, I do too. I, I don't think we... We don't own the voting machines anymore, at least the critical ones. And I have friends who are part of the um, the electronic voting movement. And the stories I hear about how elections are being stolen with the flip of software, which can be done, um, are, are alarming. So we think we're voting and choosing, and we're not even doing that anymore. Um, if you listen to the advocates of a black box. Heresy, you see. We don't get a vote. That's I'm being sarcastic. We get the vote, but we get the illusion that it matters. Right. Uh, someone, someone who's flipping the software to change your vote. But and, that's always been the case, though, even before the electronic voting machine. I mean, when there was the uh, the paper ballots, guess yeah. what? You know, when people had to count the ballots, I mean, that's always been the same thing. Even back in, uh, you know, 200 years ago, whatever way they voted then, I mean, there was still voter fraud has always happened in every country. Well, that's, yeah, that's not voter fraud because it's not the voters committing the fraud. It's the fraud on the part of the officials. And you're right. It, it's always happened. In every there's form. Always, there's always human beings who want the upper hand and they're going to cheat. What I'm saying is that uh, the illusion we have, this is a big system. It's a big country, lots of right. votes, and the machines are everywhere. It's being done on a scale that would have uh, just blown the minds off of our our, our founding fathers because it's all electronic, it's all under the covers, and it's electing a lot of rea- reactionary people at the, at the wrong time, even up to the presidential level. I've heard some incredible stories uh, about how people who became president shouldn't have become president, for example. And and even at the level of state houses and state senators and reps, it's going on in a lot of places 
So we still have that illusion. It's just that the computers are making it a lot more efficient, a lot faster, and on a bigger scale than anybody could have imagined uh, with paper ballots. Um, we're a little bit off topic there, but the thing is, I think a lot of that's going to end. Uh, We humans have to solve our problems. Uh, We're becoming educated through shows like this about what's going on, and we can't go back to sleep. And the more we're educated, the more we educate others. And when you have an awakened population or one that's awakening, those who have been controlling them up until that point can't do it so well anymore. Uh, And what's different right now is we have these galactic races who are willing to help. And at etletstalk.com, shameless plug, we're willing (laughs) to teach and have been teaching people. One more time. One more shameless plug. Come on. Don't forget it. One more. One more time. etletstalk.com. We'll teach you to make contact with benevolent races. And I figure if you have an open mind, you have nothing to lose. Uh, Except your soul when they abduct you. Okay. Uh, on that topic, that stuff, <laughs> that stuff did used to happen by the bad actors. I've evolved my position on that too. Ooh. But our insiders, okay. are telling, our insiders are telling us that the active era of that is over because those bad actors have been removed, the um, ETs that used to do that, the bad races. Uh-huh. Um, now, of course, that's left maybe some damaged people and and they've had legitimate experiences then, and they need help. There's been some trauma, and um, I fully understand that they should get the kind of help that they need, and they've banded together to to, to, to do that, to, to help each other. Yeah, my good friend who's a, a, an abductee also, and well, he's, I don't, wouldn't, he wouldn't consider himself an abductee so much as an experiencer, but uh, my friend Phil, uh, he, he definitely has told me stories about you know the evil races being chased off by the good aliens, uh, and you know it's very similar to what you're saying. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, thank you for that validation there. Yeah. Um, and then I like to triangulate things. I mean, as I hear stories like that, I'll hmm. check with other sources and see if I can get the same story or similar stories. You know, um, that, that, that has been a theme recently, where uh, at least uh, from some of the experiencers that I've spoken to, where they said you know similar things about aliens being. Uh, driven out that were negative from right. the planet. Uh, guys, uh, let's stop for one second. We're going to come back with a little bit more of Costa and uh, we're going to uh, take your calls if you want to call in 786-245-8127. We do have to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back in two. Stick around. This is the Dark Matter Radio Network and this is Skywatchers Radio and PSN Radio. I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that 
These sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. The UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host and podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Hello, I'm Bruce Pearson, documentary producer, investigator, and co-host of Unknown Origins Radio, which airs each Thursday evening from 8 till 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Please join me and my colleague Mark Johnson for two hours of thought-provoking interviews discussing some of today's most intriguing subjects with researchers, authors, and eyewitnesses on a range of topics. So whether you're a newcomer to the community of exploration of the unexplained or a seasoned veteran and investigator, I'm sure you will find interesting content and content Concepts on Unknown Origins Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And I encourage you to check out the entire lineup of unique programming here on the network. There's truly something for everyone. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to sharing our fascinating guests and their topics on Unknown Origins Radio, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Superman Homepage. Page.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network, live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget... Truth is not democratic. Truth is truth.
All right, everybody, we're back on Skywatchers Radio on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio, and we are live for the rest of the hour here with our guest, Costa Macreas. And I, am I pronouncing your last name right? It's Macreas, right? Well, you know, uh, you're pronouncing it as it should be in Greek, Macreas. Which Macreas. Is okay. Yeah, but, but, but you're, the, not, you're not I mean, Greek, obviously. Uh, but yeah, on both sides, but uh, okay. in the English tongue wants to say Macreese. So I, I go by Macreese. But if you want to sound real ethnic and cool and, and, and a man of mystery, you say Macreas. But that's what I am. I am a man of mystery. That's I right. Am, and that, that'll I am get Latino. I do the cool. <laughs> that's right. I could tell that rolled off your tongue really easily. Macreas. Yeah, we roll the yards very well. Yeah, and so do we. And And my name, Costa, also... Um, means coast, am I right, in, in Spanish? Costa, yeah, it does, actually, yeah. Funny enough, coast. Yeah, right? uh, you know, that and a buck fifty will get you a cup <laughs> of coffee. I'm not sure what that means, but... I am laughing my butt off like you want to believe. Yeah, sure. Yeah, coast, too. Put the, put the rest together, coast, too. Coast. There you go. There you go. That's why that's You funny. said it, not us. There you toast, go. There. Toast, we toast can't get in trouble for it. You said it, not us. There oh, you that's go. right. I said coast to coast. And uh, right. I'll even right. put in a plug for coast to coast. No, no. Well, let's not do that exactly. Because, see, this is the Dark Matter Radio Network owned by Keith Rowland and godfathered by Art Bell. Oh, that's right. Thank you for educating me. So, yes, yes, yes. That's why that was extremely on point. Costa, coast. Never mind. So, moving on. Now, let's uh, go back to uh, what we're talking about. Let's get back on subject here because we're deviating completely with this coast stuff. But it, it, growing up in Indiana, how is it growing up in Indiana that you got into the subject and, and you didn't get bullied? Because, I mean, I would assume that Indiana doesn't have a big UFO community. Is that true or is it, or, or am I wrong about that? Uh, today I can't I, I can't speak for back then because I didn't uh, as I mentioned before I didn't talk much about it except in science class when I did a project and and then I just moved on right uh, I don't I don't remember getting bullied and the, the reason may be because I was a good student and I was um, a kid the reason was, to bully you you're a good student you believe in aliens that's got to bully right, you no and I had a lot of friends I was a well liked kid so I wasn't the kind that um, I mean, I was the kind of kid where if someone had problems with their math, I was always willing to help. So so I had a lot of friends because I did a lot of favors, so they didn't beat me up, okay? <laughs> it worked out really well, you know? And got I, it, got yeah. it. That, that's the way to do it, yeah. Now, today I, I have a team in uh, <laughs> Bloomington, Indiana. Um, my friend Jeff Becker, who has written a book, or uh, we've all co-authored a book called Paths to Contact, a bunch of us telling our own personal stories about how we got to to doing this kind of contact. And it's a fascinating book. I think it's available on Amazon, Paths to Contact. I'm doing another shameless plug. Free but plug. Jeff, Jeff is a no, wonderful not guy. Not at all. No shameless plug. No, no, no. Okay. No, <laughs> shameful plug then. You know, we'll just put as much shame as we can in it. Um, uh, a plug is a plug is a- unless it's given by an alien, and that's a probe. But go, go ahead. And how do they prove it? I was listening to your show earlier. How do they prove it, right? <laughs> yeah, may I see two IDs, please? Yes. Um, but my, my, my friend Jeff Becker uh, has a team in Bloomington, Indiana, and they regularly go out. It's a small team, and they've got some video, 
and some equipment. So they're one of those people that can show you some pictures and some video. I think they might even have some night vision equipment. And they do it very seriously and have had success over the years. So I'm, I'm proud to say that that they're out there. Uh, now, you know, half a dozen people in the whole big state of Indiana is about one-tenth or one-hundredth of one-tenth of one percent or something. So we're not talking about a mass movement there. Right, right, but, right. But that's kind of what I'm trying to build at etletstalk.com is the more teams we can get out there, yep, people will come plug. out of the closet. People yes, will that, you're keeping count there, Alan? Yeah, we're up to 43 right now. All right, good. We just passed 42, which is the meaning of the universe. Everything. And everything. Yes. Uh-huh. So he, he passed <laughs> the meaning of life. Correct. Yes. He kept going. <laughs> Thank you. And, 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 and we use the impossibility drive to get there. Indeed. Okay. I love that kind of talk. <laughs> love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Who doesn't? Yeah. An original. And amazing. Um, really, if you look at the uh, the concept, and, and not only the movie, well, the movie, but the the old series and the whole overall concept of that, it's it's pretty uh, hysterical and brilliant at the same time. There, yeah. What was that other BBC show? Was it Tripods or something like that around the time that they did Hitchhiker's Guide on BBC? Uh, don't, re- don't remember Tripods now. Don't remember that either. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. You're on your own. You're on your own there, buddy. I'm Googling it. Of course you are. But anyway, moving on. Uh, what kind of uh, TV do you watch? I mean, do you, are you into like only UFO-related shows or uh, spiritual shows? I mean, do you watch like Oprah? I mean, what kind of uh, shows do you watch? <laughs> oh, good God, really? <laughs> Honestly, Why not? I probably shouldn't even admit this, but I don't watch much TV. I find myself more uh, going to YouTube and following the videos of people who have better information than I do. So... I'm spending a lot of time in front of the, on the screen on the laptop more than I do on television. However, having said that, I love comedy and I love to laugh. So every now and then when I can catch Last Comedian Standing or something on the comedy channel, uh, Jon Stewart in The Daily Show, really sad he's leaving that show. Yes. Uh, n- that's no knock on Gotta go, you gotta go. Wow. Well, yeah, you do. But that has been such a, a landmark cultural event, uh, the creation of that show and the popularity of it that that I don't think anybody could equal again. Am I talking in superlatives enough here? But I, <laughs> like, I like John that much and Stephen Colbert uh, because of their ability to inform their audiences with humor and, and they're on the right side of my politics. On top of that, that doesn't make it hard to watch. So that's the kind of TV. I'll tend towards more comedy because, you know, the mass media is so full of so much bad news. They're being controlled by five or six different corporations right now that own just about everything in the U.S. Oh, yeah, I've seen that chart, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't – I try not to listen to mass news. I figure a lot of it is controlled. It's lies. And I rely on my good friends um, sending me links on the Internet about stuff I should really be watching. And, and I do follow through with that when I can. And that's how I learn. Now, when you have free when you have free time, though, I mean, uh, do you do a lot of lectures and stuff? Uh, also, I mean, have you gone any uh, on any conventions? I mean, is that something you, you do also? You know, I haven't uh, elevated to that circuit uh, yet. I um, have been someone who's gone to conventions and have my favorite speakers and all that. Mm-hmm. But if that's uh, what I need to be doing to to grow this particular movement, 
I call it the people's disclosure movement, uh, then that's that's what I'm going to do. So I think that that's in my um, medium-term future. And I do a lot of... What's that? That's in the near future then. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing a lot of interviews uh, on shows like yours and and, and enjoying getting to know people like yourselves uh, who are fascinated and passionate about this topic um, because, you know, obviously I love to to give shameless plugs to etletstalk.com. Yes. And also, 44. <laughs> double dick. I'm going to go for, for double nickels now. Okay. Let go for it. Give it a couple more times. Let's just, let's just rake him up. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, I have to admit, I do catch super soulful Sundays some mornings with Oprah. Oh, see, there you go. I knew Oprah was, uh, was part of the, uh, the routine there at the, uh, Costa yeah. household. Yeah, she's doing cool things in, in her own <laughs> way too, and always has been. So I'm a fan. It's it's uh it's incredible how long she's been on TV and yeah. how powerful that woman is. It, she really. could shut you know, she could shut this show down with like that, like with just a snap of her fingers, like eh, off the air. Gone. No. It happened. It, it, Oprah, man, Oprah's bigger than life. Wow. <laughs> well well. She's a big girl, literally. But but why would she want to shut this show down? Wouldn't she, I assume, be somewhat resonant with the topic? Now I don't hear her talking over overtly about it. Um, you know, that, which actually, it's funny that you you mentioned that because you never hear about this kind of stuff on her show or mainstream right. TV shows like hers. No, you don't. In fact, in fact, I think the only person that ever covered anything sort of like this was like maybe what Montel Williams. Sounds about yeah. It. I mean, I remember, in fact, uh, back in '90, he had a, a show with Travis Walton was on. Wow. I remember? Yeah, and I, I mean, that's one of the very, very few uh, times you would see something like that. Which it begs well, the question. I mean, it, look, it, and it begs the question of you know, again, going back to why should we care? Uh, you know, it's funny that a lot of more people within the media that are doing stuff like Oprah does, and those type of shows are not really taking these subjects and putting it out there like that. You're saying they are doing it or they are? No, they're, they're, they're not doing it. They're, just, they're yeah. kind of like staying away from it. Um, who knows? Uh, I don't know what the control groups are telling them to do. And I know that sounds dark and dastardly, but uh, <laughs> when you control, control the groups, that, I, well, I don't know go. how much independence yeah. she has. I'm just saying I don't know. I, oh, she owns her own network, man. She, she, could, yeah. she runs everything. She does, but does she really? Um, there are powers above, as we know, the level of president, many, many levels, that tell governments what to do and elected officials what to do. I, don't I think she's got more power than Obama. That's how powerful Oprah is. She's, she's a powerful woman. In that realm of <laughs> being able to reach an audience and um, inform an audience, she might. Yeah, She's got a pulpit there, right? Every week. Exactly. Uh, Got a point yeah, there. and, and yeah. I think she's used it to a lot of good. Uh, don't get me wrong, um, for bringing up people like Dr. Phil and others who who help others. You know, who, who publicizes the kinds of traumas that used to be not spoken about, and and help people deal with them. And I think they're doing great healing work on a mass level in that way. But I sure wish, like you do, that they would bring this particular topic because it would be huge. Do you know mm-hmm. that um, within the last year? The Huff Post on- online. Now, this was not scientific, but it was mm-hmm. a poll of their readership, uh, whatever demographic that is. Um, 
still they're pretty widely read and well respected and they did a poll and asked people do you believe ufos are here not not are they some amoeba that potentially could exist somewhere sometime no are they here is there a cover-up and the respondents came back and said i think 48 percent said yeah there's a cover-up and yes we believe they're visiting today 48 percent um another 16 percent were on the fence you add those two numbers together, 48, 16, together, boys, let's do this. 64, okay? Um, 64. Not as cool as 69, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, I am not touching that. Literally, I'm touching that. Uh, anyway. I did not need that visual, damn it. I did not need that visual. It's just a number. I'm just saying. Go ahead, Costa. You said it's just a number. Where did your mind go, son? Uh, uh, Alan, Jesus. To yeah. the gutter. With it. Uh, the the 64% rounds up to like two out of three adults basically said right. they believe it's real or could be real. And that's amazing. You know, a, a, a poll like that would never have had those kinds of numbers in my youth. So this shows you how far along the public, despite the truth embargo, despite mm-hmm. the UFO cover-up, most people these days don't believe government about much of anything, Right much less this topic. Oh, I agree, has, yeah. Has, you know, there are more people that believe in UFOs than believe in congressmen, you know, honest congressmen, right? Now, here's the thing. Though. I'd like to see a poll uh, where they have uh, how many people believe in aliens. Obviously, a lot of people now believe in aliens, but how many of those people who believe in aliens would get shotguns and would get guns and start shooting if they see an alien? I, I bet you there will be a very high percentage. Didn't I see that in Independence Day when they were announcing in L.A.? Please do not shoot at the aliens. <laughs> Dude. Because, you know, that's that's going to happen. Dude. I think it'll be like 90% of the people would say, oh, I'm taking my shotgun and I'm starting to shoot. You know, I Compton, think that's a reason. There's been a little bit of a... <laughs> in Compton, yeah, well. <laughs> there's a lot of guns in Compton. I, I would totally disagree with that. I would say, yeah, there will be a certain percentage of people that go into fear. You know, can't be naive and say that wouldn't happen. I'll tell you what, not me, not me, not me, look, not not me if it's a one-on-one contact and they're coming down just to take me for a ride and they're going to bring me back and we're all good. Uh But if I start seeing aliens walking around the neighborhood, like all over the place and not the ones that cut my lawn, but like just walking all over the place (laughs) and they start going into people's houses and stuff, if I see that kind of stuff, guess what? I'm getting a shotgun out because then, you know, the, the game's over at that point. At least is what we're all thinking. What you describe is a totally lawless kind of scenario. I mean, it doesn't have to be aliens from another world. I've been watching The Walking Dead a lot. That's all I'm saying. And I was going to say, yeah. Falling Sky also. My congressperson and their <laughs> staff doing that to my house. I might feel the same way. Uh, so the scenario you set up is is built to be one of, you know, where you have to defend yourself no matter who the uh, perpetrator, the attacker might be. Well, even if they, even if they have baskets with like, like candies in them, and they're just being on. If I see like fifty of them out there, I'm swear, I'm sorry, but I might start shooting. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's your prerogative, and don't be surprised if your gun gets teleported out of your hand and or something. I mean, I don't know. I know that's <laughs> I. I <laughs> The, you know, and in all seriousness, though, you know that there's going to be a lot of folks who do have that issue still. And this is really, and speaking of disclosure, in all you know, in all seriousness, I think this is still the main reason why there hasn't been disclosure because the powers that be and the aliens' powers that be uh, know that we're still not at that point where if they make themselves completely known and they start walking around amongst us to the point that we know they're there, uh, they know that panic will still creep into some people and some people might 
get hostile just from fear. I mean, look, it's no secret that white people are scared of black people. I mean, that happens in this country. Look how stupid it is, but it happens. Some people, some white ladies are, you know, walking in a, in a place and they see a, a black kid all ghetto and they, they get their person to hold it tight. I mean, that happens a lot in this country. It's stupid, but it does. Imagine if there's an alien walking around. You ain't going to be grabbing your purse. You're going to be grabbing your pants and you know, I'm I'm going to give them a, enough credit for knowing us well enough to not approach us with that kind of scenario. You know, I, I would expect announcements in a different way. Um, look, if if it were me, and this is just me talking, and I'm I'm an ET, and I'm approaching a planet like ours that's in a big mess, right? And including groups that yes would shoot at him, but other groups that would welcome, and many other groups that would probably be open minded. You know what right. I would do is I would find the the worst the worst disease on the planet that's killing people and offer them uh, a, a cure and make it known through some kind of announcement, public announcement that I'm from their outer space, right? Offering a cure for this disease and then um, letting them run with it and cure people. And there's nothing like proving to people what your good intentions are. Um, uh, and this is a very simplified example, but that's what I would do is I sure wouldn't come down and start walking into their houses unannounced, uh, even with baskets and smiling and stuff, because you're right. You're going to bring out the worst in people. There are probably right ways to do this, and I'm going to give them credit that they've thought about this and they know our psychology and our, our cultures well enough that they've figured out the best approach to us. That's I all agree. I'm saying is I'm going to no, give them I, much of a credit. I can I can see I can agree with that with a lot of that. Now groups like yours though the ET Let's Talk group the community uh, you know this is not the only group like that out there. Uh, there's a lot of groups that are uh, spiritually contacting uh, aliens and are forming groups and stuff. Why do you think there's such a movement now in this country and in the world really to have these kind of groups show up? Because it's time. At some level, we as uh, in not only in this country but all over the world know we've been lied to by governments not only that but other governments other than the u.s maybe a dozen maybe more now have opened up ufo files they've put them on the internet so there's been disclosure in that way not announcements but at least like here's some data and here's a certain percentage that we're publishing we can't explain so the public has been able to to reach that and not only that but i think think that uh, movies um you know star trek the star wars movies have put oh, yeah. the idea of space and outer space and some of them for ill you know all the all the evil alien movies that get turned on probably 20 turned out 20 to 1 versus uh, a good one but still um those have made us stop and look up at the sky and wonder about life out there so i think that's part of your part of the answer to your question is just the age we live in the information age and we've done space exploration and our media has presented us with movies so the millennial generation that um, exists right now is used to the idea of there being life elsewhere and, and far more open to it I can't tell you how many times I'll talk to somebody who's a 20 something today um, I have a son who's in that age group and I'll meet his friends right and friends of their friends in social situations and um, they kind of know what my son's dad does and they'll come up and say oh so you talk to aliens and I go I prefer to call and they prefer to be called ETs or space brothers <laughs> or star people whatever but uh, yeah they're open minded <laughs> my point is 
I don't have to sit there and I'm and I'm past the point of debating with people like right. yeah they're here they are they start they they believe in it they just start from the point of this is cool I never knew anybody like you that does this how can I do this and then we start a conversation I tell you I get that over and over and that's why I have a lot of hope for that generation the millennials and want to reach out to them from etletstalk.com to show them that they can have a 45 <laughs> They can have a hand in co-creating their future. Uh, Costa, we're we're almost all out of time, and uh, it, 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 no, in all seriousness, has been really no. We got to have you back. Yeah, yeah, we really have you on. Well, it's uh, fine. It's, it's love been fascinating, you guys. Thank you. I love your I love your sense of humor. I love the fact that you uh, you know you laughed along with uh, some of the stuff that uh, you you know you brought some really great points. And there's oh, a lot to re- yeah. there's a lot to be talked about within ufology. Uh it's stuff that you know we just scratched the surface on this show. Not only on this episode but on the you know the entire show uh from the very beginning. Uh because there's so much stuff to talk about and we you know we, do, we definitely would love to have you back on. Uh for one more uh one more time though for tonight. I'm going to let you get a, a shameless <laughs> plug. Thank and tell you everybody so your website again and uh, how they can go ahead and reach you. Go for it. Yeah. ETLetstalk.com. There's even a global map there, like a like a Google map, where you can have yourself placed there and find people in your neighborhood just by searching for them and emailing them. So we help you find each other and teach you how to do this. ETLetstalk.com. Join us. There you go. Excellent. Thank you so, thank you so much for uh, being here with us tonight. And, and we definitely you. want to have you back on. You've, you've been awesome. Thank you. You've been awesome. I appreciate it. Hey, have yourself a great night. Take care, Costa. Take care. Good night. Good night. All right, everybody. That is Costa Gus Macreas. I'm going to say it. I don't care. I'm going to say it the way Macreas. No problem, Macreas. Macreas. And uh, that was uh, that was fun. He was cool. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed talking yeah, to him. Uh, that was really you cool. Know, it, it, was, it was really good. Yeah, Nancy was uh, Skyping me here, uh, you know, complimenting how cool he seemed and and stuff. You know, that's a cool guest. Now, do I believe that they're contacting aliens? Well, uh, you know what? I am eager to find out if it's true. You know, so I've I... heard of the CE5 uh, has been effective at times, depending on where in the world they are. Mm-hmm. I have heard mm-hmm. that, that their protocols for trying to get some type of phenomenon happening does happen. So I'm not going to dismiss it, but I'm neither going to confirm it or deny it either. I'll tell you what, though. I will be checking out the website, and I will be uh, going on. Uh, do you want to plug maybe... their? Do you want to plug his website as well? Go on. You could say the name too. Come on, you could do it. You you really want me to? I think he said enough times, but we'll let I you think do so. it one more time. No, no. I think I think he said it enough times. All right. Tell Nancy by the way. Etlesstalk.com. By the way, tell Nancy that I need a response from the Facebook message I sent her. Can you do that off air, man? Like, really, do you have to tell me to Ooh. pass along well, a message you, you're the on one air? But, well, if she's listening, maybe she'll actually respond to it right away. That way I don't have to wait till the morning. Probably uh, not. But you, you brought her name up anyway, so, you know, I just thought I'd do Shout-outs to Nancy Burns. Shout-outs Shout- to Bill Burns. Absolutely, Bill Burns. And anybody else yes. in the industry and in the community that was listening tonight. Shout-outs to them all. Shout-outs to them all. All right. All right, guys, we're almost all out of time. In fact, we have only seconds to go. But this was a very, very fun show, and that was a, a very enlightening show in a lot of ways. Absolutely. And I know Alan here had a good time. I had a good time. Hopefully you guys had a good time. Thanks to the callers who called in. That was a lot of fun for, for, to listen uh, to hear from Danny. And uh, Wise Frog, we have to have Wise Frog back on. 
We have to I, have him back I, on. I think we can do that. I think we can accomplish that. I want to talk to Wise Frog a little bit more about his time traveling. Yeah, we're, we're get, yeah, you know, we're going to send him to get the lotto numbers so we can actually afford to keep this this uh, show running. So, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. Till next time, everybody. This is Skywatchers Radio, and you're listening into the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. Stick around on both networks and keep listening in. You're gonna love what's coming up next. One day, pretty soon, we'll be able to say, "Stick around for Art Bell." Until then, and until next time. Good night, everybody. Keep looking to the skies. Skywatchers Radio out. Mm-hmm.